0: You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, So Trevor, moving on, let's talk about the Bradman collection. Let's talk about the collection in the museum at Adelaide Erval. The Bradman collection has some priceless and personal artifacts which belonged to Sir Donald Bradman. Um, also the collection has other cricketing artifacts from the game's history um, here in South Australia, but also in Australian creed as well. And uh, the collection and museum is a, is a must for everyone to go and see when visiting the Adelaide Oval. So Trevor, explain to us how is the collection and museum is preserving the history of Sir Donald Bradman and the game of cricket's history? And what artefacts does the collection and museum have in its collection?
1: Okay, well, it's it's easy for the, the collection to uh, preserve the history of Sir Donald Brabham because what's in the collection are the things that he had in his home. So it's his personal collection, the things that he thought were, um, were worthy of, of keeping. Uh, it came about uh, back in the, the 1960s both he and his wife were big collectors of um, newspaper articles they kept all the letters um, cards postcards and that they got and they had that many that um, they were approached by the state library and the state library offered to collate all of those things and when they did they ended up with 52 scrapbooks full and uh, they're now in the national library in canberra but the the bradwins were, were so impressed with what they did that later in life when they decided they needed to do something with the things they had at home, they thought of the State Library and it was actually donated to the State Library of South Australia, who now own the collection. And it was Don's wish that some of it be displayed at Adelaide Oval, um, which it is now in a dedicated museum. So it really reflects not only his cricketing uh, abilities and cricketing records, but um, almost his life as well. There's things like the typewriter he used when he he was writing um, Either books or, or uh, information for newspapers and things like that. So it, it's quite a personal collection for um, for Don Bradman.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, is there one item that people uh, just can't believe they're, they've seen of Bradman in the museum? Do you ever get that when people just ask you, "Wow, this is a striking uh, item."
1: The, I guess the the one that we like to point out to people. Is a vase that uh, he was presented um, by the uh, uh, Worcester um, Porcelain Company because in Bradman's day, when they went to England, the first game was always at Worcester in front of the Worcester Cathedral at the ground there, a very pretty ground. Um, Bradman went to England four times. The first three times he went, he made a double century each time at Worcester. And so the Worcester Porcelain Company made this. blue uh, vase that was Don and Jesse's favourite piece of memorabilia. It sat on their mantelpiece at their uh, Kensington Gardens home. And um, that's, we always like pointing that out because we also have a cop on the, the vase itself. There's a um, an image of Bradman playing at the, the Worcester ground in front of the cathedral. And it's based on a photograph that was taken. And we actually have the photograph there as well. So we can point to both of them. Unfortunately, the fourth time that he went to England and he played at Worcester was after the, the war and so there'd been a gap of eight or nine years and he only made 107. So lucky he got the vase before he failed.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he always used to have those things made for him. I remember watching a bit of a news archive film of, of him on the ABC being presented with a, um, a porcelain figure of him. And yeah. it was a limited collection, I, I believe, of figures that were being sold to the public of him playing, you know, one of his cover drives or whatever. Yes. Um, so, yeah, just, well, he is arguably the, the greatest fatter that ever played, and and anything Bradman related is very collectible, isn't it?
1: Yes, there's all, there's all sorts of things in there. There's the... The ball that was used in his very first game for New South Wales when they played in Broken Hill as they were coming to South Australia to play the Shield game, and uh, he he batted in that game on a concrete pitch covered in matting, and he had to wear his street shoes because his cricket boots wouldn't work on a matting-covered concrete pitch. Um, I think he made 42 in that game, second-top score or something. Came on to Adelaide, played his debut Sheffield Shield game for New South Wales and made 117.
0: Well, uh, that was just the, the genius of the man. And then the yeah. following year, he was uh, selected to play for Australia in the, in the first test um, of that Ashes series in 1928-29. Yeah. Um, do you have, uh, you know, his baggy greens? Do you have his caps that he wore for Australia or South Australia and New South Wales at all in the collection or that's just other
1: museums around Australia? Well, by the end of his career... Um, he didn't own any of his own baggy greens. He didn't have one at home because in his day they were they were treated a bit like a, a pair of batting gloves mm. or anything else. They were yeah. handed out as souvenirs. But we do have a 1948 Invincibles baggy green of Bradman's in the collection, um, which came about as a bit, of, a bit of a surprise. It's been donated to the collection uh, when one was sold at auction in the early 2000s for about four hundred thousand dollars, this other one came to light and it turned out that um on that tour they were all given two caps and it was written into their contract and this particular cap bradman gave to the the man who was doing his banking in england at the time and uh it ended up with that person's son who had it at his school and and when the school heard of the um this other the first 1948 cap selling for such a huge amount they put it in the safe because they weren't going to have it hanging in the pavilion any longer. And the the owner wanted it where it could be seen and displayed. So he offered it to the the Bradman collection. So it's the one item that we have that Bradman didn't have it in his house.
0: Yes. Well, it's such a a rare piece, actually, Mm. um, because that's the 1948 Invincibles then. Yes. Yeah. Which Bradman was captain and he never lost a single, well, they never lost a single game of that tour. No that's why they're the greatest Australian team to to play in England uh, which is a remarkable achievement um and you know that's where Bradman retired that's that's his last tour yes and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on when we talk about the man himself and his great achievements in, in the game um any other items that you have in the collection that um are quite historic in terms of South Australian cricket I, I know you mentioned the Sheffield shield of course South Australia's the custodians of that. Um, Any other historical items besides from Bradman that the museum has, either Australian cricket or South Australian
1: cricket? Um, Within the Oval itself, we've got um, items displayed in in quite a few places. I guess the other uh, significant items that we had, you mentioned um, Joe Darling hitting the six in Adelaide. We've got the bat that he hit it with in the committee room, on display and we also have um, on loan Don Bradman's first test bat, the bat he used in, in Brisbane um, that he eventually donated to the Sydney Children's Hospital to be used as a fundraiser um, and that, that's been sold several times and uh, at the moment it's on loan to, uh, to the Cricket Association in, in South Australia and that's on display in our, uh, in our committee room. So that's a, a fairly significant piece of, of Bradman history.
0: Absolutely. Um, do you have any other sporting items on display, or is it just purely Bradman and cricket um, in the collection or museum?
1: Um, within the Bradman collection itself, it's it's entirely Bradman. But around the ground, there are other other items. Um, we've got several uh, areas where there's um, baggy green caps um, from various South Australians. Some of Ian Chapels. Uh, are on display there, and there's one area in the uh, in the oval called the Bodyline Bar, which is all about the um, the Bodyline series and particularly the Bodyline Test in in Adelaide, and that has memorabilia from that uh, from that era as well.
0: Yeah, um, but um, it it must be the the one place that people want to to go and have a tour in the museum and have a look at those cricketing artifacts.
1: Yes. It's, um, as I said, it was Bradman's wish that the Bradman collection be uh, open and, and accessible to the public. And uh, Adelaide Oval is in a unique position because, uh, as part of the parklands, we have to be open and accessible to the public. Now, things have changed these days with security and that, but uh, on non event days, the, the southern gate at Adelaide Oval is always open. People can wander in, have a look at the ground from behind the seats and go into the Bradman Collection and the Visitor Centre and, and see what's in there as well, which is rather unusual for a major sporting facility anywhere in the world to be sort of open business hours for anyone to wander in.
0: Yes, uh, it is uh, quite unusual for that to, to happen. Um, when was the um, the collection and the museum established and what year was was that?
1: Okay, um, the museum or the collect- Bradman Collection that... Um, the State Library got was officially unveiled in 1998 um, with the display in the uh, in the State Library. And in fact, to publicize it, the, the main shopping uh, mall in Adelaide, the Rundle Mall, um, had its name changed for about a week to the Bradman Mall. And they changed all the street signs there. And so it was known as Bradman Mall for a week as part of the, the publicizing of the, the Bradman collection being, Open um, for viewing, and that was at the State Library, and uh, now part of that collection's on show at the Adelaide Oval.
0: Yep. Um, so Trevor, just explain to us your role at Adelaide Oval as um, as a tour guide, um, et cetera. So just explain, what do you do um, at Adelaide Oval?
1: Okay, well, I'm one of a, a team of uh, volunteers who take guided tours of the Oval. We, we run tours um, seven days a week, morning and afternoon, uh, public tours. We also do tours for school groups, um, corporate groups, and uh, and special tours for uh, particular themes at the Oval. Um, so we're always uh, we're always busy doing those sorts of things, and um, it's it's quite a quite an interesting role because we get not only the the cricket mad people or cricket enthusiasts, but um, quite a few people who just uh, like the look of Adelaide Oval and want to have a look and, and find out about it. So sometimes we're talking um, details about cricket and other times it's it's architecture or um, grass, uh, all sorts of things that uh, that interest people. And we've had people from all sorts of countries that you wouldn't associate with, particularly with cricket, who've, who've come to the Adelaide Oval, and uh, it's very difficult explaining cricket to someone who has never heard of the game or even Australian rules football because we talk a bit about that too because that's part of Adelaide Oval as well.
0: Yeah, um, it, it must be a, the best job in the world, isn't it, um,
1: working well, at Adelaide Oval? It's totally different taking a group of people around Adelaide Oval on a, a nice warm day uh, than it is to being there when there's forty 000 or 50,000 people there all cheering on a game. When there's... Nothing going on on the grass. Um, it's it's a really pleasant environment to wander around and, and have a good chat with people. Yeah, um, ab,
0: ab, ab, absolutely. Um, if people want to go to Adelaide Oval for a tour, Trevor, where can they go and and do that? Where, where who can they contact and access to um, organise that?
1: They can uh, tours can be booked and they can be booked through the um, Adelaide Oval. Uh, website, um, just go to the, the, the tours link and they can book tours, um, or they can ring the uh, Adelaide Oval Concierge on 8211100 uh, and book a tour, or they can drop in and and uh, we'll, we'll take walk-up people for tours, providing they are not booked out. So it's always preferable to book if they can, but um, if not, someone comes in for a tour, we'll try and squeeze them in anyway.
0: Absolutely. It's a, it's a must when you come into Adelaide either from overseas or interstate, it's a must to go to see Adelaide Oval and, and hopefully watch a, a sporting event there, either cricket or football or any other sport that the Oval has on at that time or even concerts. Yeah.
1: Um, and the tours go right around the ground and usually take about 90 minutes to, uh, to explore Adelaide Oval.
0: Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hi everyone, hope you enjoyed our historical series episode looking back at the history of Adelaide Oval with Trevor Manuel ambassador and tour guide at Adelaide Oval if you are interested in visiting Adelaide Oval or visiting the Bradman collection head over to the Adelaide Oval website which is in the description of this episode